Over the years, many people have told me that this story of the walk to Emmaus is a very personal one for them. And the reason, I think, is that it's more than just a story about something that took place 2,000 years ago on the day of Jesus' resurrection. At its heart, it is a very true story about how Jesus still comes to people in every time and place. One of my favorite authors says that Emmaus is not so much a physical place as a state of mind, a place where all of us go when we are grieving, when we're despairing, when we are doubting or questioning or longing for some encounter that will turn our life around or give us hope. And in that light, I invite you to hear the story as a promise that Jesus still joins people who are walking that road in life. When we listen in on the conversation that St. Luke recounts for us, we learn that these two travelers are experiencing intense grief and despair. And the three words that sum it all up for me are ones that reveal the depth of that. We had hoped. We had hoped, they say, that he was the one to redeem Israel. We had hoped. I think that has to be one of the most clearly uh, enlightening parts of the story when we think about how we are invited to enter in. To remember all those times when we maybe say that or have said that ourselves, I had hoped or we had hoped. It's an invitation to enter the story and to make it our own. If you are grieving, maybe the loss of a loved one or of a relationship or of a, of a dream or hopes that you have had, then this story is for you. The story is for you if you are feeling lonely or depressed today, like those travelers that Jesus met on the road to Emmaus. The story is for you if you are feeling weary or beaten down by circumstances in your life right now. And this story is for you if you're feeling disappointed or discouraged or even hopeless as you sit here today. The story is for you if you're feeling angry about the way that you or someone you love has been treated by others. Or if you're feeling anxious, fearful about the future. And this story is for you if you are at a place of doubt, doubting God maybe, or questioning faith, wondering if God is really present, or if God really cares, or if God really exists. And it is for you if you are feeling any kind of emptiness, maybe even at worship as you sit here, or a sense of detachment maybe as you hear scripture. And it's for you too if you are feeling what these felt along the way, the sense of a new possibility, a new opening that is being created again by God in your life. All of these things and more seem to be what those two travelers to Emmaus wrestled with 
as they walked the road together on that first Easter day. And then they heard footsteps behind them. It reminds me of all of the times that people have come to me in my own pilgrim journey and then walked beside me as a companion. And in many cases, too, they are people who have started by taking a deep interest in what I'm feeling and experiencing and what I'm thinking. And that's exactly where Jesus begins when he meets these two travelers on the road. What are you discussing with each other while you walk along, he asks. I do like to think of that as an invitation to every one of us when we hear this, to talk to God about what is truly in our hearts and minds, what we are truly feeling and thinking and experiencing without guilt, without shame, without defensiveness, and without any fear of rejection. Tell me what's going on in your life, Jesus says to us. I can handle it. I can hold it with you. And I can walk with you to a place of healing. But how do we know that he is truly with us? In the mystery of these Easter stories that we're hearing now, Jesus seems to be present in both body and spirit. At times, as we've heard, people can reach out and touch him, feel the wounds in his hands, in his side. And on other occasions, he transcends all of that as he appears and disappears like he does at the beginning and the end of the story without any physical boundaries or boundaries of time and space. And looking back, I would say that that does fit my experience very well. And it certainly fits the testimonies that I have heard from so many people over the years. In our current Faith Journey group, as is always the case, several people have talked about experiencing God as a spiritual presence at significant times, especially often at hard or challenging times in their faith journey. And whether it was a deep comfort or peace or strength to carry on, it was a gift that only God in Christ could give. And if they couldn't name it at the time, I think through their testimonies, what all of them would say is the same thing that these pilgrims on the road said. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was with us on the road? As I recall, everyone in this group, and I think every single group that I have met with where people have been invited to share their stories, I've heard testimony about how God's presence has also been made known in flesh and blood. In the ones who have joined us, you, on the road that you have walked, joined you as a companion. In one case, in this recent group, a person shared about how a whole group of coworkers came and prayed with her in her home and blessed the place of a fatal accident that had happened there where she lives every day to reclaim that space and to bring God's presence and blessing again, acknowledge it there. 
And it was a reminder that our risen Lord still comes to us in bodily form, incarnate in the ones who take time to be with us, to ask how we're doing, to listen, to love, and to pray, and to heal, and to break bread with us in gracious and caring ways. All of that gives me hope as I consider the power of this promise for every one of us. In short, it is the promise that no one ever walks alone. We may not see that, if only in hindsight, and we may not see it at all, but the Easter gospel that we're hearing is unwavering in testimony to that truth. I have a Latin phrase engraved on a plaque in my office which reminds me of that every single time I come in the room. Vocatus atque non vocatus, Deus aderet, which simply means called or not called, God is present. In my own orientation, I'm most likely to see that or acknowledge that, that presence of Jesus in the people who join me or join you in our place, our own place of need or suffering sometimes. But there is another way of seeing Jesus too that is equally important. And I remembered that on Thursday as I set out on my daily walk with this gospel story in mind. Halfway through the walk as I was crossing the street, I heard a voice call my name from behind. And then I received a big hug from an acquaintance who is going through a very difficult time, maybe the hardest time in this person's life right now. We decided to walk together. And as we did, I began to know the depth of grief and loss that is being experienced. We trudged up a very steep hill as we talked. And the story shared seemed to match the terrain. And at the top of the hill, we came to a place where our ways would part. And I have to say that I felt very much like the pilgrims in this story who said, stay with us. It was a sacred thing to walk and talk together, even for a short time. We did have to go our separate ways and after we did, I stopped for a moment on the sidewalk and thought, that was Jesus who joined me, still bearing the scars that bind him to all suffering people. And it shouldn't have come as a surprise to someone who presides at the Lord's table weekly. This is my body, broken and shared for you, Jesus says. And this is how you will still find me and the people that I love. By the time the Emmaus travelers arrived at their village, it was clear that a transformation was taking place. And now, in place of we had hoped, the three words that come from an even deeper place within them are, stay with us. And those are the words that we can hold as our prayer after hearing this and encountering Christ even here today. Stay with us. Stay with us in the breaking of bread. Stay with us in the breaking open of the word. Stay with us in the breaking open of our lives. 
and in the ways that we still come to know you as a loving companion in our journey to Emmaus. Thanks be to God. Amen.